Congress and Dems rushed to suspend the debt ceiling. Biden and his administration persistently urged Democrats to approve his Build Back Better plan. The American public seems to be not so happy with the current administration as anti-Biden's chants become widely popular in sporting events. Several sporting events across the country have become a popular location for fans to erupt in F. Joe Biden chants. Most recently, during the NASCAR races, while a live interview was ongoing, fans began chanting a very famous line, which we have all heard several, several times, Fuck Joe Biden. The chants were so loud that the commentator, the person who was, who was executing the interview on live television, was forced to acknowledge the fans. She blatantly lied and said the fans were cheering, Let's go Brandon, Brandon being the NASCAR driver who was on a live interview. We all know that the fans were clearly and loudly chanting, Fuck Joe Biden, not Let's go Brandon. But I understand the commentator's attempt to diffuse the situation as she cannot admit on live television that fans are chanting derogatory terms towards the President of the United States, who, by the way, fully deserves those statements, but that's a whole other issue. Democrats, of course, seem to not watch football events or baseball events, or even NASCAR races, apparently, since they have not said a word regarding the chants. Not that I expect anything from them, but just a little consideration would be nice. Just, just as I don't expect anything from the Democrats, though, Democrats do not expect any support from Republicans in Congress in their attempt to suspend the debt ceiling. The national debt has reached a debt limit, and the deadline to raise the debt ceiling is October 18th. Republicans oppose suspending the debt ceiling, which allows Democrats several years of basically unlimited spending until the suspension expires. Republicans say raising the debt ceiling is the better choice, but still claiming it is the Democrats' responsibility to resolve their own bad spending habits. Democrats claim suspending the debt ceiling should be a bipartisan deal and not the responsibility of one specific party, which is just so convenient for Democrats, considering that they have they have been bipartisan when it comes to actually approving the approving the spending bills and paying for the bills, but whenever it comes to actually spending the bills, they don't care what Republicans say and have totally, totally disregarded all of the Republicans' advice saying what will happen, basically admitting and telling Democrats that what's happening right now was going to happen if they continued their outrageous spending habits. Obviously, they weren't bipartisan then. Now they want to be bipartisan when they need the Republicans' help to actually pay back their debt. Minority leader Mitch McConnell says, Bipartisanship is not a switch that Democrats are allowed to flip on to borrow money and off to spend money. Frankly, he does have a very, very clear point. Democrats have passed outrageous spending bills with no regard for how or who will pay for those spending bills or the effect they will have on the national debt. And now the Republicans are denying to help them and Democrats are asking for their help to pay the incurred debt, which they incurred due to their bad spending habits. Now, this is a tricky, tricky subject due to the severe consequences which defaulting will bring. Republicans need to stand up and defend proper policies, of course, and hold Democrats accountable, but at the same time, they need to keep in consideration the consequences held by now raising the debt ceiling. Finding the balance between holding Democrats accountable and, and avoiding a financial recession is key. Meanwhile, Congress hurries to suspend the debt ceiling. President Biden and his administration are persistently urging Democrats to pass the reconciliation bill containing his Build Back Better plan.
Biden's Build Back Better plan is a $3.5 trillion plan, which is completely opposed by the Republican side, forcing Biden to form a reconciliation act, which allows them to pass the bill if he gets a full yes vote from all Democrats. Right now, he does not have all the yeses from the Democrats. There are two Democrats, I believe, who are in opposition and are demanding a reform of the plan. The Build Back Better plan will allegedly go towards tax credit, two years of free community college, Medicare expansion, fighting climate change, and tightening IRS measures to collect money owed. The plan, which many Democrats oppose, is being promoted by Biden and his administration as a plan for the people created to help eliminate poverty and increase American citizens' livelihood. This Build Back Better plan is only going to benefit those who created it. By tightening IRS measures and increasing the IRS's control to collect money owed, the IRS plans to to require banks to report all individual transactions of over $600 to the IRS. This means the government will interfere with every individual's personal information and bank transactions. That means the IRS will now be inside your bank account, monitoring all your transactions when you deposited any transactions above 600 and when you withdraw their spent, what you spent it on and where that money came from. That allows the IRS to be able to tax income from individuals who earn income from, let's say, rental properties, which they have and they have rented and they're earning that income monthly, which normally many, many individuals are able to get by without paying taxes for that money. Or many people have jobs on the side where they're paid cash and they don't pay any tax for that income. Now the IRS wants to monitor your accounts to be able to actually identify all those individuals who are earning income on the side and be able to tax them for that money. The IRS will now achieve high control over citizens' money. How does any of this benefit the people or actually help eliminate poverty? It doesn't. The only people that this bill helps are the people who created it, the people who actually passed it. They will increase their power and the actual individuals have to suffer the consequences and stay in poverty while the Democrats increase their power. The people who collect income separate from their primary job are normally people who cannot pay their bills with their primary job. That is why they go on and try to create income from the side to be able to help them pay for their bills. Having the opportunity to actually invest and buy rental properties and open up little businesses where you're earning profit on the side is what is what is what has allowed many, many, many individuals to actually prosper financially and achieve financial freedom. If the government takes those those opportunities away from the citizens, It is not helping those citizens achieve financial success. It is actually limiting the citizens' ability to prosper. Meanwhile, stagnating growth and maintaining the citizens or the population poor. But the Democrats increase their control and their power over you, which is their whole actual goal behind every policy that they propose. Limiting citizens' ability to progress financially by interfering in their personal bank accounts and controlling what money people can collect and what money they can't is not going to eliminate poverty in any way. The name Build Back Better is only a big facade. 
They place a name that stands for progress and advancement. They tell the public it will eliminate 50% of poverty and help citizens prosper. But in reality, it will only limit prosperity and maintain people poor and dependent while increasing the government's power. The IRS will have the ability to tax any separate income, earned or rental income, along with businesses that are earning profit and are being able to collect that money, evading taxation, will now have to actually pay taxes for that money. The Build Back Better plan will only limit prosperity while increasing government's control. There is no form in which this Build Back Better plan actually benefits the people or actually increases the people's ability to prosper financially. It only limits that ability maintaining people poor and maintaining people dependent upon the government. The same thing goes for the border crisis, the whole issue at the border. We have around 40,000 immigrants trekking on their way to the United States border to cross into the United States. Obviously, Biden the Biden administration will, will welcome all those immigrants with open arms and open borders because in their mind, those immigrants will later on vote for them maintaining them in power that's where you realize the actual intent behind every action the Biden administration has done they have not proposed one policy or actually passed any laws which have benefited the country or the citizens the Biden administration has not done anything beneficial for this country in his eight months in presidency if I recap his eight-month presidency, it, it includes a disastrous withdrawal which killed American citizens, killed Afghan civilians, left a country in the hands of terrorists, billions of taxpayers' money and military weaponry and equipment left to a terrorist organization, a crisis at the border, thousands of illegal immigrants crossing into the border every single day. We have a, an economy which is very, very consolidated and actually downtrending. We have national debt reaching the debt ceiling. We have the country about to go default. We have terrible, terrible policies in place, which are actually limiting citizens. We have vaccine mandates. We have government control over citizens. We have no freedom of speech. We have censoring on social media platforms. And the list just goes on and on and on of, of the achievements of this Biden administration. I'm not bashing Democrats or bashing their ideology. I'm just stating the facts of the current status of the country and the current policies and their consequences on the country. Nothing beneficial, nothing for the better good of the people, nothing for the better good of the country. But at least people are starting to wake up and realize as we have hundreds of people protesting in New York, protesting the vaccine mandates. Black Lives Matter is protesting the vaccine mandates because several group of black individuals attempted to enter a restaurant when they were denied access into the restaurant for not being vaccinated along with several several employees who are being fired from the jobs for not being vaccinated so now we have blm protesting vaccine mandates something which we have warned them before it even got here will happen they didn't listen now they hit the wall, they realized it was there, and now they're protesting against the vaccine mandates. But all that matters is, is that they actually realize that what we told them was correct, and that they actually protested, which is what they are doing, 
and what many, many, many other individuals are doing. I think this is the end of the video, of the end of the episode. It was a quick episode, just like the last one, just covering very important facts, very important breaking news of the country right now. If any of you felt outraged by anything I said, make sure to email the, the email, fulloutrage at gmail.com. Send over your opposing viewpoints. I will review them, and I will respond in the next episode. We can have a debate. I'm open to debates. I'm open to anything and everything you guys oppose me in. With that being said, Subscribe to the to the podcast. Follow my Instagram account, Outrage Podcast. 